0: This is a Hot Pie Original.
1: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp assesses your needs and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's professional therapy done securely online. With a broad range of expertise, which might not be available in local markets, the services are available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and even send messages to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, and you can schedule weekly online video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an an uncomfortable waiting room again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials. Visit BetterHelp.com SSS. That's BetterHelp.com slash SSS, the code for stop self-sabotage, and join the over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp. Help, that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So don't forget the special offer for Stop Self-Sabotage listeners is to get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com SSS. If you like Stop Self-Sabotage, check out another hot pie media original,
0: The Blueprint, brought to you by The Festive Kitchen, now offering comfort food hugs. Find them at www.festivekitchen. I am now speaking with the lovely Miss Nikki Ko Ho Ho, and it's a beautiful Hawaiian name. And you are in the glorious state of Hawaii at right this at this moment, right, Nikki?
2: Oh yes, it's a beautiful, beautiful day, and the sun's shining, and a little bit of trade wind, and I'm just happy as can be. (laughs)
0: Lovely, lovely. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to talk about self care. So go ahead, please share a little bit about your story.
2: I was raised in a big family. I had always wanted to be a teacher, and I started off as a teacher, and I'm still teaching to this day. So I guess it was yeah. what I was meant to do. Yeah. Uh, I bet will be married 50 years on the uh, 2024, so it's 47 this year. Oh, good. Uh, to the love of my life. Uh, I started in direct selling because you don't make a lot of money as teaching, and I was gonna in teaching. And I was gonna have my daughter Grace. And I wanted to raise her and be home with her. So I started into the direct selling profession and um, went time and then full time. So I've been in sales and in uh, direct selling and I've been an entrepreneur almost all of my life. And what I love about what I get to do is that I get to have an opportunity to make a difference for people. And I get to do it every day.
0: And you Coaching
2: do. BK. Yes. Thank you.
0: You Thank do you. every day. I yeah. love that about you. Yes. Um, you. Now you have had a, um, you've, or you've been in the direct selling world, helping direct sellers with a, um, with an association, um, uh, DSWA, uh, but you also have some other business interests. So share, mm-hmm. share a little bit about those if we, if you
2: will. Well, I've, I've been doing coaching since we started the direct selling world alliance 20 years ago. And so we started teaching a little bit about coaching. I got certified through the Worldwide Association of Business Coaches. And what basically happened was I found out I love coaching. So we really started doing that. So we have Coach Excellent School for uh, people in direct selling. And we have it for educators to Coach Excellent School for educators because teachers need these skills. Coach Excellent School for Sales and Service, so anybody that's in sales or a service type organization can learn how to bring these skills into their business, and Coach Excellent School for Executives. So all those things have been happening simultaneously, and it's really because there was a need for it, and we had demand, and we just followed that and went after it.
0: Of course, as a good entrepreneur should do. Yes, indeed. So um, this year, you've had a little bit of uh, stress around health. What uh, what happened uh, that you? Uh,
2: I've never sick. I, I've had two children and that was in the hospital for those, but I've never really been ill in my lifetime. And so I go for a physical every year with my doctor. My doctor said, "You're sick. What happened?" <laughs> Get <laughs> but, out of here. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But I have a really high pain tolerance, and this is a hint for everybody: just because you have a high pain tolerance doesn't mean there's not something going on inside your body. I mean, I, I just kind of yeah. it kept going, and that yeah. wasn't good. Yeah. So I ended up going to the hospital at the emergency room and, and was admitted. Had surgery, and uh, I, I didn't want painkillers, and but I found out I, my painkillers isn't quite as high as I thought, so I, <laughs> yes. I took some of that, but yeah. um, it took me quite a while to get through this, but one of the things that I learned is, one, many of you probably handle stress very well, or at least you've been told that, mm-hmm. and so my whole, I've worked since I was 12 years old. I've, I don't get mad. I don't get upset. I, I just keep going. But uh, just again, because you can handle stress doesn't mean there's not something going on inside of your body. Yeah. So I had five major organs that were infected and inflamed, oh, um, and had to have surgery. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm, i It took me a while to recover, but man, am I aware? I, I watch every single thing I put into my body. You know what I'm eating, what I'm drinking, uh, learning new exercising and i dropped like 35 pounds in 30 days it was like boom jeez and, yeah ah, that was that was kind of scary but guess what it probably was a good thing <laughs> and and i've yeah. been able to maintain that which i'm i'm very thankful for
0: well you should be exactly but you know you bring bringing up a good point <clears throat> and that is that just because we can do it doesn't mean that we shouldn't take some time to really Do a self-assessment and do self-care and look inside and say, wait, maybe I should go have a a checkup or maybe I should do this, you know, call, you know, do this a little bit for myself because, you know, you don't want to show up in an emergency room with a boom, you know, you want to, you want to get it way before then. So how, how have you maintained a positive attitude through all that? That was, you were in the hospital, you had five major organs. I mean, that's hard. Hard, hard.
2: I, you know, I've always been very fortunate that um, I, I'm able to spin things in my own mind. And what I focus on, I was focused in that hospital on being in a beautiful place with good care, kind people around me, doctors that I was confident in. I was focused on getting well. It didn't enter my mind, although it later. I very easily could have died from this whole thing. Um, but that's not what I was focused on. I was thinking, what am I going to do when I get out? How am I going to go forward from oh. this? What will I do differently? So I was focused on now and the future, not about the past. Oh, and I good. think that makes a difference.
0: Focus on now and the future, and and that's how you managed your thoughts when you were in the hospital, mm-hmm. and um, and that kind of positivity then made you. Do you think it made you heal faster? Or what do you think happened? Uh,
2: Of course. And my doctor told me that my doctor was so funny because he said to me, He said, Nikki, I was just so curious about you because every time the cleaning lady would come in or a nurse or somebody, he always thanked them, he acknowledged them. Even though you could hardly talk, he looked for a way to find goodness and good in other people. So he said, Never in my life have I looked up somebody on LinkedIn and Facebook (laughs) and all that. And he goes, I looked you up. Because I was so curious because I thought what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. there's something more here. Because now I know you would have known every person on that floor. You would have been visiting people, you would have been cheering them up, you would have been assisting the nurses, whatever <laughs> you could have done, you would have been there. He goes, that's who you are. And I said, Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> well, you know, yeah, and and to your point, I mean, <clears throat> doctors don't see that. They see mm-hmm. they see very people in pain, obviously. And they're not being positive or they're, they're, they're in it and they're, they can't see their way out of it. So because of your uh, ability to transcend that and to predict that you had a a good future out there, that moved you through, you know, and I, I love that. And I think, I think humor too. Obviously you're, you know, you've got a lot of joy and humor in you and, and, uh, that helps,
2: you know, it does. You have to be able to laugh at yourself. In, in yeah. circumstances. Uh, it was funny because I have used skincare since I was 12 years old. My mother got a stall where each of the girls started when we were very young. I wasn't using my skincare. I wasn't brushing my hair. I wasn't doing, I, I mean, I, I couldn't even brush my teeth. I was so in pain. And, and I, I had to laugh at the end because I went to see my doctor for my checkup after I got out. And he came in the room, and he looked at his chart, and he looked at the door, and he looked at me, and he went back out, and he came back in. And he goes, hey, is that you, Nikki? <laughs> and, I, and I said, yeah, yeah it's me. It's me. He, goes, he goes, did you have a makeover? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, if you consider I have on real clothes, not that I've gown. down. I've been using my skincare. I brush my teeth twice a day, and my hair is combed. Yes. And yes. I even have on lipstick. That's probably a makeover because <laughs> it, it does wonders for you. <laughs> well, thank you. Okay. <laughs> so you got to laugh at yourself. You got to oh. be able to enjoy the journey more.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I remember I went in for um, a small little surgery a couple years ago. And they they when you go in, you know, the surgeons ask you, the anesthesiologist says, well, what music would you like to play? You know, when you're uh, under. And I said, well, I don't care. I mean, play something you like. They said, no, 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 no. We want to play something you really want to hear. I said, well, how about I will survive? (laughs) That's good. That's good. So um, the whole operating studio was laughing as I went under. And I thought, that's good. I've gotten them laughing. This is good. Yes. Okay. Yes. So managing your thoughts, positive attitude, taking, taking yourself from where you are to where you want to be in your thoughts. I love that. Projecting a positive outcome. How about how did you stay calm in that kind of stressful situation or in any of them that you've had? You've had a Lot, I'm sure you live oh lived.
2: yes someday I'm gonna write a book just on all those wonderful learning experiences so I'll tell you what happened mm-hmm. you know I came from a big family I was a middle child so I was kind of the referee I guess but I I had amazing parents my my father was a genius brilliant man with very few words um, but he taught us valuable lessons and my mother was very outgoing and fun and creative and uh, and and she taught us valuable lessons. One of the best lessons I ever learned from my dad was that when emotions are high, logic is low. And and how that kind of came about was, I he had a, a business, and I was sitting outside his door as his assistant when I was like 13 years old, you know, and taking care of his calendar and these important things, opening the mail, you know. And um, <laughs> one day he goes. He came out of his office and he said, Nikki, I need to go down to Hermiston. And I said, well, well, it's not in your calendar. You know, it's like you better follow the rules here. You know, it's not in your calendar because I know. I said, well, what's going on? He goes, well, the store's on fire. Oh, geez. That's exactly, that's exactly how he said it. Well, the store's on fire. Oh, I, I wasn't real calm in those days. I hadn't developed these skills <laughs> yet. I, I said, oh, no. Oh, no. What are you going to do? He goes, Nikki, I'm going to assess the situation, take some notes, decide what are the next steps, and come back and handle that. I said, okay. So I'm sitting there, and he comes back. I said, what happened? And he goes, it burnt. And I said, well, how bad? To the ground. Oh, my gosh. And I said, well, what are you going to do? He goes, Nikki, I'm going to do what's on my list he said, I'm going to go and follow the steps in this process. Something very important. This is a life lesson for you. It's exactly how he said it. Stop in the middle of all this chaos. And he goes, Nikki, when emotions are high, logic is low. Yeah. So when you are in a highly emotional state, you can't think. Other people can run circles around you. That is not good for you. And and he said, especially if it's a high drama situation and you are in high drama, mm-hmm. You can never outthink that other person right. or that other situation. right? Yeah. So I, I I learned a way to help people with this because some people, you know, just you can say a concept, but they need a tool to keep them on track. So through your physiology, so every, if you all are watching this right now, just put your right hand up in the air, put your right hand up in the air, and just say this with me. When the emotions are high, because this is where your emotions are in your brain, right side of your brain. When emotions are high, logic is, is low. low. Okay. When emotions are right. high, logic is it's low. So when sometimes when I can feel the emotion starts to of someone that is, you know, really upset or crying and I don't want to jump in that with them, I've got to stay in logic so I can be a support. I just tap my right brain. Hmm. You tap, tap right here. Right on my right hand. And now if- with new with people, you might want to rub it for a minute, but something with your physiology to bring that back to remember emotions are high, logic is low. Sometimes I'll tap on. sometimes. You can be so logical that you have an emotion too. So you want to make sure that you stay in that place. Actually, when emotions are high, you tap your left brain. I said that wrong. Left mm-hmm. is for logic. Tap your left brain. Okay. And, and I'm telling you, it'll help you to stay in large.
0: So then that, that's a, that's kind of a grounding experience Then it's a, it's a, it's a way of accessing that part of the brain that will then help you in the situation you're in. That's fascinating. That's great. I mean, and people need that because, you yes. know, you can spiral up and and lose whatever you need to do in that situation because you're so, you know, you're so focused on, on the emotionality of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes.
2: And, and this is over and over in my life. When bad things are going on around me, people know I'm the person to go to because I stay calm, and I can think. What are the next steps? Right. You know, I, I was at an event, and that uh, the this woman had a fell down and was out on the ground. She told me Nikki, I have a headache, and I. She said, "Can you take the rest of this?" And she goes, it's, "It's a really bad headache." I said, "Go back to the room. I'll be, and." and I like everything. Don't worry about it. I go out the door right after her, and she's on the ground. She had an ambulance. Yeah. Oh God. And how do you get all those people that are coming out to go to that event to stay? What would she want? She would want us to stay calm. Now, so and so, are you, do you want to call the ambulance? Yes. What? What? Can, each person knew what to do. We all went back and we prayed together for her, and she lived. Oh. I, and I'm not saying it's because of me. I'm saying it's because we. Did the proper logical steps to make sure that she would be in the best hands.
0: Yes, yes, and you handled the situation without being so stressed out that you couldn't, you know, couldn't function. No. One of the uh, recurring guests on, on my podcast, uh, Stop Self Sabotage, uh, is a man named uh, Jim Logan and Dr. Jim Logan. He was, the, he was, he's retired now, the doctor to the astronauts mm-hmm. at, at NASA. And he said, I mean, these are the guys who have the right stuff, right? They can handle most anything. And so, what they would do is they would stress these astronauts. They would give them a stress test. They'd take them up and stress and they would adapt. And then they'd stress them again and they would adapt. And they would stress them again and they would adapt. And then they would stress them uh, uh, whatever time it was. And at some point, they couldn't handle it and they had a precipitous decline. And that was, that was the perfect specimens of the world, you know? So all of us have some kind of parameters on that, but to stay calm and to manage the situation rather than escalating way up there and then falling off is, is the right way. Well, congratulations. And so Uh,
2: left, left, left left logic. Yeah. Yeah. I learned all that from my parents wonderful examples of how to live a full life. In fact, one of the most beautiful things when my dad was in the hospital passing away, he goes, Nikki, I lived a full life and I have no regrets. Oh, isn't that wonderful? That's how I want to live.
0: Exactly. No regrets. regrets. Exactly. Exactly. There. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you certainly do. So congratulations. All right. Now I want to hear about your self-coaching. You teach about self-care and self-coaching. And I want to know what do you teach what do you teach about self-coaching?
2: You know, as children, it starts from a very young age. Sometimes we ask ourselves really bad questions, like why isn't she my friend? Or why is the teacher so mean to me? Or why am I not as smart as my siblings Or mm-hmm. You know, we ask ourselves these quiet questions and we give ourselves the answers. And those answers do not serve us. Mm-hmm. And I can remember coming home from school and, and I had a friend and I'm going to call her Sue. That's another girl name. She had a very interesting name. And I came home from school and I said, I said, Mom, why is Sue so mean to me? Why does she not like me? Why, why does she treat me like me? And, and and my mom looked at me and she said, Nikki, when you ask yourself that question, what goes on in your brain? I said, well, I answer it. Because your brain searches six to seven times harder to find an answer to a question than it does with just information statements. So you find that answer and you speak it out. It may not be out loud, but it's going on in your brain. So what is that doing to you? It's causing you... To give yourself bad content, bad videos, bad pictures. Right. So so what she said to me was, Nikki, what would a different question be that would move you forward from this and not take that situation so seriously? Nice. I mean, she was so dang smart. And about life and about yes. people. Yes. And and I didn't call it self-coaching. She didn't call it self-coaching. It wasn't until we started teaching other people about. It. I didn't know everybody didn't know this stuff. I, I I through the years I thought everybody knew what I had been taught. But no, that's not the case. So when she said that to me, I said, how how can I be more understanding of Sue? What can I do for Sue that is kind? to show her that people really are in I mean, I had different questions that I had control over. I have zero control over how she re- reacts or responds or what right. she does. Not exactly, me. exactly. But I, I have control over what I can do about that. Right. So right. I shifted to different questions. So we teach people that the quality of the questions that you ask yourself are directly related to the quality of your life. So you ask yourself, her- mm yourself better questions, you get better results in life. So, you know, a, example, I have questions I, before my feet hit the floor in the morning, every day. It starts my day off in a great way. So I ask, what am I most excited about for today? Who loves me and who do I not? Oh, who can I nice. make a difference for today? Who could I make smile today? What can I do today that brings me joy? Wow. What can I release that is not serving me? I have I have different questions and I rotate them and I answer them. I don't just ask them, I answer them. What am I looking forward to today? Versus what do I have to do today? You know, so I start off with a a vision of what my day can look like. Nice. Throughout the day, you've got to ask yourself better questions because. Things happen that you have zero control over. You have a crabby person that you call. You have no idea they're going to be crabby and grouchy and mean and rude. I have no control over that. I have control over how I handle that. So in the, that one, I, I do the best I can to be there, as kind as I can and respectful. Ask questions of that person to hopefully shift their mindset. And if they don't, when I hang up, I have a release button. I take my thumb. I put it right here on my thigh and I say, release. <laughs> yeah. What do I have control over regarding that person? Zip, zero. So yes. Exactly. So what can I do mm-hmm. to let go of that situation right now, so I can show up at my best for the next person I call? I
0: love that. So what you're really saying here that I just love is that sometimes the why questions only lead us down a path of self criticism. they have judgment, they have judgment, perceived judgment, or perceived judgment. Exactly. And it it may not be right, but it's still Mm -hmm. judgment. So the whys, we almost never know because we don't know somebody else's why we don't know. It it, it could have nothing to do with us, but what can I do has everything to do with us or how can I approach them? So the what's and the, and the how's are where we want to go. We want to stay away from
2: the whys. Who, what, when, where, how. Your questions begin with who, what, when, where, or how. Any of those five words are open-ended, no judgment, and leave us with new thoughts and space to create a new scenario in life. I just know that so many people stay, like, through pandemic, a lot of people were depressed and anxiety. I think I thrived through pandemic. I took a whole bunch of new courses, got certified in a lot of different things. And, and I was loving, I would call it being on staycation. I was at home with my family. It was beautiful. Not saying, why did this happen to me? Why did everybody cancel my live speaking events? You know, why, why is that normal workload not coming in? No, it was, what can I do with the time I have? Yes, yes. How can I be more present with my grandchildren? Yes. D- different yeah. questions. I do need to say the evening questions are the most important questions. The what? What? The evening. What you say before you go to sleep oh. at night. oh, What you put into <clears throat> your brain the last 45 minutes is of every day is critical to what you can expect to have happen the next day. So if you're watching murder, rape, the news, fighting, s- junk on TV that is is drama. I, I just like I didn't watch all the politics because if somebody died, I'd somebody to tell me. But I didn't really need all that trauma in my life. I chose not to watch it. But that last 45 minutes, I put good things into my brain, both my husband and I. I love so that. So ask ourselves better questions Whose life did I make a difference in today? What Mine. was the best thing Mine. that happened <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What was the best thing that happened today? You know, what am I looking forward to tomorrow? I There's love those. Like hundreds of questions. Who loves me and who I love is every, every day. Yes. How can I show up at my best tomorrow? Yes. If I, if I look for the good in today, it's called the flick back, flick up technique. Flick back to the day with what, what went well and moving into the next day, even with your children, people say to their kids, how was your day? Oh, fine. Or Johnny kicked me in the knee and I fell and the kids were teasing me, all that drama. So what was the best thing that happened at school today before they go to sleep? Mm-hmm. So they have fond memories of that day. And 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 when they say lunch, then <laughs> you've got to, and what else besides lunch? You know, because <laughs> our recess and what else besides recess? But then we flick them into the next day. What are you looking forward to tomorrow? I've done that with my grandchildren since they've been very young. So and now they know.
0: Flick back and flick. Up,
2: or forward. Flip to the next thing. Flick
0: back and flick flip back. forward. I love uh-huh. that. That is so great. It, yeah, I used to do a variation of that about tell me the top three things that happened today. Yeah, yes. But it's yes. it's just the focus, and it's you taking charge of the focus, and it's one of the reasons I think that people don't really want to be around people who complain all the time. It's just so toxic. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want to live in negativity. Even if we love them, we want them not to go there because um, because it, it it takes us with them. You know, it's hard, hard to live in that. So we need to flick back and flick forward. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah.
2: Because here's the thing with that the negative people in our lives sometimes will say, Well, how are you doing? And then they go into a dissertation. Well, this is that that's happening, my kids are doing this. The 90-90. Things of what is awful in their life. And really, when people say, how are you doing? They're waiting for you to say fine so they can move on. So Mm -hmm. I don't ask, how are you doing? You know, what's the best thing going on in your business right now? Ah. What's the best thing that's happening in your life today? Nice. Nice. I like that. That takes those thoughts Mm -hmm. and moves them. Because for everyone to remember this, if you take and pretend there's a clock on this paper that you're taking notes on right now and and draw a clock at 12 o'clock do a little thought bubble and write the word thoughts. Everything starts with our thoughts. Our most current thought is the most important thought. Not what you thought five minutes ago, not what you thought last year, what you're thinking right now will affect your future big turn. So at 12 o'clock, we have a little thought bubble. Draw a little arrow down and at three o'clock, put feelings, draw a heart and put feelings because people move to action based on emotions. So what we're thinking about leads to our feelings. So if we're thinking nobody likes me, then what are my feelings? Well, why should I bother to go out? Why should I go to that party? Because no one's gonna talk to me anyway. So I that that drives my down at six o'clock, put a little lightning bolt, put action in action. So thoughts lead to feelings, feelings drive my action and are in action. And at nine o'clock, put the word results. Because action, inaction leads us to results or no results. But, well, and it all goes back to our thoughts.
0: That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. clock, you know? Yeah. I, I love that. Yes, exactly. And, and we're in charge of the clock. That's the yes. good news. The good news. Yes. If you don't like it, you can change it, you know?
2: That's right. What, what's They're, a new thought? Or yeah. what's the opposite of that? Pivot. Or how would I prefer to feel right now? Yes. Those are ways to get you yes. out of that trap of the world is horrible. Right, right. And the world isn't horrible. There's a lot of good people in it and we have good opportunities that we're looking
0: but, Well, and you know, that's the only thing that will really truly move us forward if we um, assess that the world is a good place. I mean, the world is horrible. It's, stagn- it's stagnation. You aren't going to mm-hmm. go anywhere very well with that belief so we got to move through it
2: and it's not true and that's victim speak that's victim speak yeah and people don't realize they've got in the habit of being a victim yes so therefore we stay there until we can figure out how to get out and i'm giving you clues how to get out start thinking about what you're thinking about if you've got stinking thinking as my friend Ziglar used to say let's move it on out move it on out all right so
0: and I think you've already answered this, but how have your coaching skills enhanced your life? It sounds like you use them every day, and they have been amazing for you.
2: Yes. It's my coaching of myself and of other people. Mm-hmm. With, with, it just is like, I feel like I have a gift, and this gift I want to give. I want to I make a difference in people's lives. With yes. so I'm going to tell you a quick story, because this is an, the idea of how to use this in your life. Okay. My oldest grandson was in an accident, an explosion of gas, mm-hmm. and he was burnt from head to toe. Oh. oh. And he passed away on the way to the hospital, to the emergency room. The first time, they got him back, and then they took him by ambulance to the Strawburn Burn Trauma Center here in Hawaii. And they got him back. He was hooked up to all these, all this equipment uh, in a coma. And when we got the message, we went, and the doctor met us in the room. And the first thing he said was, if this boy lives, he'll never be the same. He won't look the same. He won't be the same. You need to understand that his ears were awkward. His eyes, his his, face, everything. Hard to look at because it swells so bad. And I said, sir, may I speak with you outside? And I stayed calm. My daughter was, you know, pretty hysterical. It's a pretty traumatic thing to experience. And I go out with the doctor and I said, this is our request that you never say something like that again in front of him. And he said, he can't hear. He's in a coma. And I said, you don't need that. I believe, we believe he can. So our request is that you please never, ever say something negative in front of him. You've got something negative to say. We'll go outside and you can tell us whatever you want to tell us. Right. It's just not in front mm-hmm. of him. Right. So that was the start of the whole deal. And he, he thought we were kind of silly. And I said, also, I'm asking you to talk to all the nurses and anybody else that enters this room. And even the first day the nurses go, the energy is different in this room. It's a very positive place because we all agreed not to cry and all of that. Well, throughout this, about three and a half weeks of being in the coma, We coached Isaiah in that room Mm. while nobody else thought he could hear. Mm. And we would say, I I had a specific one, Grace had a specific one. Mine was Isaiah, where's your favorite place in the world? Go there for a minute. What do Mm. you hear? Mm. Mm. What are the sounds that you're hearing? And then you wait and let him in his mind go there. What do you smell? You know, what, you, what is your body feeling like? Mm-mm. So we had a so of questions. When he came out of the coma, it took about four days because he couldn't talk because of all the tattoos in his tongue. And he looked at me. I was in there. We all took turns being with him, doing all, all that we could. Because at night, when you have a burn, they take you and they scrape your body like with a grater, highly painful. They scrape it and hose you off, try to get off all the dead skin. Right. So we couldn't be there at night. That was usually four to five hours of that every night. Oh, oh. And he said, you know, Mimi, when they would take me in to work on my skin, I went to that place in my mind. Yes. I I was on Kailua Beach, our beach. I could smell Papa's barbecue. Uh. I I could hear my siblings laughing. The water was cool. My body was cool. You're burnt from the inside out. He said, I felt that coolness on my body. I felt safe. My family was around me. He said, that's how I got through all of that. And that nurse's comment, he just puts up with that. He he doesn't even flinch, nothing. Even, Even after he was out of the coma, he handled it because he knew how to get himself through it. Because by coaching him, he had those skills. Yes. Now, of course. that is when something is part of your life. You just know that's the right thing to do. The nurses would say, yes. I don't know how you all stay in such a positive place and how this boy has been able to deal with this so well. And I told the nurse, she said, Would you ever come back here and teach us and teach the families? I said, Oh, yes. Anytime. Oh, yes. And they don't know what they're saying, whether that person's in a coma or not, can affect that individual. Of course. So what I'm saying to everybody is Mm -hmm. learn these skills, become a student of coaching, coaching yourself, learning Mm -hmm. how to ask better questions, learning how to listen to other people with your heart, how to be present with people, how to give compassionate feedback. By the way, I had asked that doctor, may I share something with you that we feel very strongly about? And he said, yes. So I had permission. When you give compassionate feedback, it's given with compassion, it's given with respect, and it is given, that's a coaching skill, and it is clear and to the point. You don't beat a bush. So it is everywhere in our lives. Acknowledging people. When I was in the hospital, and I would acknowledge that thing that, like, you know, thank you so much for your diligence, for all this Showing up 100% for smiling when you come into my room. It just is everywhere. And you get to give it freely. It's a beautiful <laughs> <That's awesome>. thing.
0: <laughs> well, I am so touched by that story. Tell me, how is your grandson now?
2: You know, it's interesting how he heals. And like his face is as good as ears. He has 20-20 vision. He burnt both his eyes. And he's 20-20. God was just with him throughout the whole thing only place he's really scarred is on his chest and this part of his arm when you're, he's half Hawaiian, he's got Tongan in him too, and so part of that is you have discoloration normally, Mm -hmm. so when he came out, he was pink gray, brown beige, he was like a patchwork quilt, he's now even toned, this is the only place that is not not even, he can wear a shirt and hide most of it, yeah, so it's a miracle, oh, and the fact that oh. he has accepted who he is because he was a guy that didn't wear a shirt. He had a six pack at sixteen yeah. or eight pack, I think. You know, I mean, he just his body was very important to him. He didn't let that decide who he was going to be.
0: Wow, wow, Nikki, what a story! Okay, I, I'm just, I'm just moved by that. Uh, tell our listeners how to reach out to you. Please tell them so they can get some more self-coaching tips uh, and help. Skills. Yeah,
2: yes. Skills. Yeah. So we one of our companies is the DSWA, the Great World Alliance. And that is we do classes and uh, free classes to go to the events page, DSWA.org forward slash events. And that would be a great place for you to learn about activities that we have coming up in classes. We also have coach school. Com. And coachschool.com is a website that talks about our other areas within coaching. So there's lots of information there. You can find us on Facebook, n.keohohoh. I can accept more friends. Uh, Nikkikeohohoh, 5000 is the max, and it's done. But um, we also have LinkedIn. You can find more information on LinkedIn. My spelling of my name is right by my picture there. So you can find us that way. Uh, We have books, audio programs, a lot of different things. There's a great CD on the DSWA website in the store on self-coaching, and that will support you. It's a module in our coach school. So there's a lot of places. If you just want a better life, if you want to, to learn how to manage your thoughts, if you want to be the best parent or daughter or son to your parents that you can be, this isn't just for your business. It's for your life. It's a way of living. That's right. And that's right. we want to connect.
0: Right. And you're doing coaching for lots of people, whether they're in direct selling or not. Yes. That's just where you've started and made yes. your, made your uh, such a major impact. Nikki, you are such a delight and a, um, a what do I want to say? I just, um, such a teacher of the good. And thank you so much for being with me today. And I can't wait to work with you again. So thank you, Nikki.
2: Thank you. And thanks for all the good work you are doing, and to the people here at Hot, Hot Pie Media for all that you're doing in this podcast. They make a difference too. They
0: are wonderful. Yes, they are. Thank you so much, Nikki. Bye bye. Bye bye.